Mamas and Papas. I love this song. You like that? I do. They don't make songs like this anymore. I try to keep telling my kids that, and they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. You mean with instruments and singers? <laughs> with their actual voices. That kind of music? Before all the tech. <laughs> Yeah, where, there's no 808. Where it would sound the same in the recording as, as they could live. Isn't that isn't that novel? Well, I, I love these I love these old artists. I mean, it's just throwback to my childhood. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not my mom clearly not that old. These this music we she had it on all the time. Yeah, we had a my mom's uh, my mom did hair. She cut hair and did blue hair sets and curls. Yeah, in our laundry room. <laughs> So it was the record player. My mom used to go to hairdressers who did that out of their homes. Oh, yeah. As a child, me and my brother's head. She got her hair frosted for a while. Frosting. You remember frosting? Oh, I know know what it smells like. (laughs) (laughs) Perm solution. My hair frosts now on its own. (laughs) It frosts white on its own. I don't need to pay for that. Yeah, that would be really expensive. I mean, we, we grew up with 37 grandmas. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. No, but I love these old songs because it's like you can hear all the layers you know like when you really listen to it peter paul and mary was another one my mom just loved from the harmonies yeah peter paul and mary beach boys mamas and yeah take your pick jefferson airplane they all did that and it's cool because when you do listen to it you can hear them breathing yeah and you you know it's like actual oh my god they're human (laughs) it's it's not ai (laughs) yes so not an ai singer this, I mean, this is always one of my favorite parts of all these shows. Uh, between the two, like I love picking the music, so I'm glad you liked the yes, choice. Yes, I did. For a, it's good for a Sunday morning. We're recording, of course, on a different day when it's a little bit colder. Our previous episode with I, I feel like we, I get this very commonly, and this won't be the case with with our next guest. But I get this very commonly when I talk to people about coming on the show. If they don't have a certain soccer credential, like maybe they weren't a player or they haven't been steeped in soccer forever. And Debbie was one of them. And I've have a few people that are coming up that I had to convince. No, this is, you have a great perspective, right? So it's like in, in news, it's an angle, right? Your angle on a story is different. Like one of the Debbie's things like, I, I don't know really why you want to talk to me, but her episode was amazing. Well, to let people know, Debbie Monterey yeah. was the last episode from KMOX. Son. Not yeah, a soccer not player. a soccer player. Didn't um, give a about soccer until her son was like, I want to play. Yeah, his son went from CYC to ECNL. RL, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so really, it was really, really and good. And now she says the phrase that we all grew up saying, sorry, can't, I got soccer practice. <laughs> it's pretty normal. Yeah. Um, it's funny because when we do talk to just parents that are just being parents in the process, it's funny because you just, you glean these uh, opinions and insights and experiences that you always just automatically reflect. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a really good episode, like, for self-check. Yeah. You know, okay, what kind of soccer parent am I? Mm-hmm. Well, listen to that one. Yeah. And there, there you go. There's a Mendoza line. Yeah. You're probably above that line. Yeah. More than <laughs> so. more, most of us are. If you're hearing some background, they were just changing the ice here at Mellow Mushroom. Got to get ready St. for the... Sunset uh, Hill location again. They're, they're getting ready for the frozen margarita machine. <laughs> Frozen because later in the day we're recording, it's going to get pretty frozen. Yeah, yeah, not looking forward to that. Um, it's a, you know, though it's that time of year. Even whenever this is being dropped, we're, we're in the doldrums. Yeah, it's kind I of, don't enjoy this time of the year. If it does really get don't. blue, it's short-lived. It's usually just a light gray, tan yes. gray day. Pretty much, pretty much today. There's no, there's no sun. Some well. Somewhere. It's way, way behind stuff. Yeah, it's St. Louis, right? So uh, last night, George was bringing in um, our entire backyard has been converted into a soccer training facility. All um, my my third born wanted was equipment. Like he's got a kickboard, which was great because he was using our fence. So he's got a kickboard. He's got a rebounder, which he's already broken. Awesome. Uh, when they put videos on Amazon of how it looks like it's going to be amazing. You need to put my kid on there. You need to make him a tester because if it can pass the Liam test, then you've got a good product because he's uh, already beaten the shit out of Yeah, it. so many of them use like a Nerf ball. They yeah. think they're tricking no, not, you no. like, oh, okay, and look, he, this is so... What he didn't get was 10 soccer balls and, and it, he wanted a duffel bag to carry them like like mm. coaches used to do. He's like, yeah. I'm like, no. So he's got a rebounder. He's got he got some kind of speed and agility set, like the little you know the things that you sit. And he gets it's so funny because you can hear him get mad. He gets pissed off at the ladder because he can't, the ladder won't go in the right place. He's like, "Come on!" 
So he's got an entire backyard is a soccer facility. I, he's 12. I, I, when I hear all this, I always, I envision Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Like speed and agility by a chicken. You know? <laughs> you you want to work on your vertical? Run up a mountain. Yeah. Let you know? your 17-year-old brother, you know, hit you in the back of the head and then try and get him. Yeah. Yeah, you're not tough enough? Yeah, uh, go get him. Punch harder. <laughs> And there's a trampoline out there too. Oh, no, man, he hasn't he hasn't done that, but yeah, he's got the speed and agility. But again, they're he's like, what's wrong with this equipment? I'm like, because it's from Amazon and it's mm. for like normal kids who will just use it a couple of times. He uses it all the time. He goes out. I have to get this kid to. He's kind of like Debbie's kid. He's super into it. And I'm like, this is a rest day. And then he's like, he caught him downstairs with weights. I'm like, what are you doing? He had like a 20 pound weight. I'm like. This is a rest day. Oh, I'm just going to get a few reps in. I'm like, you're 12. I, I'm really <laughs> taken aback by the volume of extra work kids do today um, that are that are even like mid-up yes. interested in the game. Like the amount of kids that are wanting to get into the gym, to lift, to um, do smoothie videos because they're like, oh, I got to work on my diet. He's just done that. Like, yes. I, it's I, like I you were at my house. It's almost as if like... They're consuming so much content from their idols who are displaying all of their natural tendencies and habits and, and routines. It's, it's like filtering down to these kids, which I think is a great thing, but it's like, okay, there is a point. You are 84 pounds. You, you don't go deadlift. Yeah, come you know, on. Deadlifting or whatever. And he's a little dude. He's not it's even that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we, we, George was, because of the incoming potential blizzard we're probably not going to have or whatever that looks like, he was bringing it all in. And Liam got mad because he was like, I just put it, I staked it all down. Like, how did you do that? Did you take a picture? Because if you didn't take a picture, that's on you. You know, take take this off, spray it. That's right. Well, speaking of, you know, training for soccer um, and probably going to more trainings uh, still as a soccer coach, Lindsay, Lindsey Bryant joins us from Lou Fuse. 2007 team, 2023 was a great year for the 2007 Lou Fuse Girls Academy team, Lindsay. Oh, it was a fabulous year. Congratulations, right. national champions. Thanks. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I don't know how we're going to top it, but we're going to try. <laughs> you know what I love? Uh, I mean, I love the whole thing, right? I love the the journey and, and working on uh, with Bree and you and with the girls and getting to like, I probably could identify half your team given I don't have a kid who plays on it. But uh, that iconic picture of when your team won and the bum rush of the field by the 2008s who were watching, and maybe others. I don't remember oh, if there are other age groups that we, did. The sixes were there, the eights, the nines, and the tens. Yeah, and I mean, the, the girls' teams who, who did, they, you know, they made it to the quarterfinals, they had various placings, and the rushing, it wasn't just your team. It was the other teams in that, this great, and I'm going to make sure when we post this episode, I will have that picture in oh, there. It's it my is, favorite picture. It is, it, Marin saved it on her phone as inspiration because she's like, I want to be, I want to be on the bottom of that pile because we, we won it. We got tackled by all the, the, the younger teams, basically. Well, that's the one, actually, Gargan, when he put our team picture up there, we have that one up there. That's in the facility, that, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's an amazing, uh, just the emotional and like, it's a long season. How many, and so for, before we get too far ahead, I try to bring everybody back. So let's talk about a little bit and bring me up to speed about your own playing days. And, and you told me you grew up in North County, North County. Yeah. No co. <laughs> yep. No co. Yeah, um, Bell Fountain neighbors. There you go. And yep. so you're, you're obviously not just a coach, but you come from a playing background yourself. Mm -hmm. What did that look like growing up and well, all the things? Growing up, I, I didn't know another sport. My dad, <laughs> I grew up in a family. I'm a rector and we're related to the Bokerns. So okay. that is in our bloodstream. Like, okay. I didn't have another option. So... Fortunately, I enjoyed it. And, uh, <laughs> like I, this or else. Yes. <laughs> and my dad was my coach growing up, and we played at Loretto. And um, so we did CYC, and we're city county champs. And then we played at Jamestown Stars and Norco. Oh, yeah. And then when my Jamestown dad... Jamestown Tournament. Yeah. Yes. Yes, at the complex. <laughs> and, um, and when my dad said when we finally, we couldn't beat JB Marine with oh, Vader. Right. So we just joined him. 
So I went over and right. beat, beat him, join him. There beat, you go. Beat him, you join him. <laughs> yep. So then I played for Vader at JB Marine. And um, we had a, that was amazing to play for him yeah. and the team I played on. Won a couple national championships for him. And then, um, oh, she speaks matter of factly. Won a few championships for Vader. You're welcome. Vader. And that was kind of cool because it <laughs> was, was cool. It was during the time, well, we also had to, he also, um, Coach Scott Gallagher, so we always had to train with the guys at Scott Gallagher. Who were some so. of the the girls on your team? Bring me, like, I'm trying to place where uh, you were. So Sarah Burkett, okay, Emily Stevens, Tracy Gross, um, Lori Melchin, Liz Latour, yeah, Andrea Dada, um, Ann Kerber, Amy Leaker, yeah, 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 Tori yeah. Dolan, you know, like there, Meredith Hampton, there was Azure Azure Johnson, she was from Aquinas. Um, yeah, there was, and we stayed together, which is weird, you know, yeah. like, really, we, our team stayed together for, I joined um, eighth grade, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we stayed together throughout our senior year. To the end of that, wow, yep. that's amazing. So, yeah. the club scene, so, so you were then at JB Marine, uh -huh. um, and then, did you play, did you continue your playing afterwards? I played at you, Iowa State. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so, uh, yep. where it's colder it's than it's going to be cold here. There. It's this very cold. cold This cold weather can't bother <laughs> no. you at all, I'm sure. Well, this bothers me, but <laughs> Iowa State was a different kind of cold. And I remember Kathy Klein was the coach there. And she told me, I went on my visit in November and it was a blizzard. Oh my yeah. God. And she goes, it yes. never gets like this. That is a lie. That it, is that is a that lie. That is a lie. Because <laughs> that's the it game that I played in. It never gets like this, this early in the year. Yeah. Tractor trailers were turned over. <laughs> yeah. and I She's don't like, know. this is an anomaly. Come oh, here and play. <laughs> it was freezing. But I, I loved it. I loved Iowa State. And um, and I coached at UMSL uh, for a little bit. And then coaching that club. And um, since then I coached, I think, a multiple clubs yeah but um for all my kids and you have how many kids and you're coaching your one of your daughters uh -huh. one of them or i coach one now one now i have three kids my um oldest courtney is 20 she's at mizzou and she is a varsity greek life she's a varsity sorority girl she said she found her varsity sport there there you go she is very passionate just doesn't have a competitive bone in her body <laughs> and uh i coached her growing up and then uh Tyler is, uh, he's 18. He plays at the Air Force Academy. Okay. Oh, nice. He's a, he's a freshman there. And then Allie, my, our youngest one, she just the turned. seven. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. 16 and I coach her at Lufus. So, and that's a whole nother dimension, right? With, when you're being a soccer parent, which you are having played. And then when you coach your kids, that coaching is challenging in and of itself. I was, I had a much better time when I stopped coaching my kids. I love them to death, but it's, I got to have a different relationship with them when I didn't coach them. That's hard. Yeah. And you know what? I think Allie and I have worked really hard. I'm fortunate to have two really great assistants. And like when Bree was with me, a great trainer to where I've talked to Roger and Brad and Bree. And when Cal was with me. Bree McCarthy, our first episode. There. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Cal, who's at SLU now. Yeah. But like. I've had I've been fortunate to have those trainers to where I can talk to them because at the end of the day I'm Allie's mom yeah and I want to be Allie's mom but I also want to push her and so they kind of help me with more of that side of it too with her so, so she's do you kind of step out and say like talk to my kid or are you able to say oh no I talk to her <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I feel you because Marin and I had a time too where I I had to ask her what do you, what do you want me to be in this moment right. And I didn't do it right many times, but I, do you want me to be coach or do you want me to be just supportive mom? Or do you want to be also former player mom mm -hmm. who I, and so we kind of had to, it was better once we kind of found like, I, I just need to know what you need in this moment. And I, I feel like they need different me. things at each moment. Yeah. And that's what I, Allie and I have a good communication to where I can even add, okay, do you mean lay off right now? And she's. I'm a little loud and extroverted, and she kind of is a little more introverted. You know, like she doesn't need me in her, and she knows at this age they know what they're oh yeah what they need to fix and what they need to do. So she's good at telling me, okay, I want you to teach me how to fix this now, mm. or hey, you know what I know. So we're not talking about this today, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give me 24 hours. <laughs> Your 24 hour rule applies to me, mom. Yes. <laughs> yes. How, how did you manage the same relationship um, with your son? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's completely different coaching the guys. Mm -hmm. and um, But it's so much easier in some aspects. 
like I sometimes I have to do a song and dance for my girls to like get them hyped up and motivated. Not the boys. I just need to throw balls out there. <laughs> throw balls. And I co- Tyler's team was a great team. <laughs> M- and, most most boys are like mutts. Throw a tennis ball yeah, and, and they go, will run and go. And but it was getting them to be able to focus and like really analyze the game because they just wanted to play it. And the girls will sit down and focus with me and analyze it. And the boys, I had to do it like more in a hands-on kind of way 100%, and kind of trick them. 100%. Yeah. Because they had to be so active and it's, keep going. I would say that that my, is my experience too. It's just that they're, it's neither bad nor good. They're no. just, there's difference. That Grant, they're, they're gross. This is a gross uh, kind of, you know, generalization. And you always have outliers mm-hmm. in each group. But yeah, you sometimes getting them together too helps because the strength yeah. of one rubs off on the other. It's like, slow down and really learn this the correct way, right. gentlemen. Or, hey, ladies, let's go. Like, right. let's just, L, you know, LFG, let's go, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, yeah. It was just different. Like, I, I loved it both. Now, towards the end of, like, coaching the guys, they needed a guy. I felt like they needed I hadn't played at a high level for a guy. I, I get that. And everything I would say would turn very sexual with the guys. Like, go get your ball. Go, let's go get the balls. You want me to grab my balls? No, I didn't ask you to grab your balls. You know, like, so everything. Jamie oh, no, sons. We, look, Jamie we, we, sons. We, we as a species, we are the lowest common denominator. Like, we accept that. They're like, dudes, come on. So, yeah, so it was a little Well, the funny thing is, like, uh, male coaches are like, oh, that's funny. No. They did, and I had right? the two guys I coached with. They were like, "Oh, they're this like, is great." They're like this, yeah. And you're like, "This is not helping." I'm like, "This is not funny." Let's go. Yes, we are pathetic. And, and they my like girls it. don't it, do that. Not, no, no, it, no, no. You're, I hadn't really thought about no. it like that. No, there's, yeah, I've got two, and and now that I think about it, once a day at least, there's something that turns into something about butts, farts, yeah. balls. You know, something where I'm like. And mm-hmm. let's keep moving yeah. on, <laughs> dummies. So, uh, logistical question: Husband, did did he did he play as well? Was he involved in the game? Yeah. Uh, so my husband Paul is uh, he did play the game. He's he was born in California and then he lived in Colorado. So Paul is a lot like our oldest, Courtney, who um, he's a very free spirited and he he. It's competitive in some aspects, but we're different levels of competitive. Like, well, you're from North County. Yeah, you he's would from shank Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> so he played at in high school when he moved here. Didn't really. He said he played in club in Colorado, but I'm not really you're like. Let me see. That. Are yeah. they there? I saw pictures of it and. So, and I played with him in like do, do, co-ed. Do you, it's so it. funny you like, say that listen. though, because it's like we are we are we are snobs. Yeah. When it comes to the game, you know, <laughs> if you grow up with it, you play it here. And when you hear somebody else say, "Yeah, I played a little bit in middle school," um, <laughs> like, yeah. you're like, "No." Yeah. no Did you hear what she yeah, said? She's like, "I played with him co-ed. I kind of." It was it. bad. Well, he uh, he is a cherry picker, and so like I had to do all the work, right? Like. I'd be worried, and he'd stand there. What was your position? What would you What would you do, general? Well, like growing up, it was fine. Like in club, JB Marine, we had a whole team of center mids. We all couldn't be center mids, right? So Vader made me a wing back. Okay. So I ran, but our wing backs play like how I play. Like we get up the field, and um, in college I played center mid. So I was just a workhorse. So that was easy for me to work. But then I'm playing co-ed with him, and he's not working. And he just wants me to pass him the ball. I've never met your husband, but I'm going to defend him. Uh, he was being. So this he must was, be another cherry picker. He was being efficient. Yeah, is and the word. He likes delegating and just tell me, tell us what to do. I was like, stop. Could he? Could You're he? Not he could he score though? Yeah, if I passed it to his foot and he just had okay, to tap well, it in. Uh, yeah, no, 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 listen to it. Like, if I wring it off your forehead because you're right. standing there, you're welcome. I mean, that's my goal. Right. Look, <laughs> I, I can sit there and do that. I saw a statistic Wing one time. Wing midfielder here, I feel you. You had to work. Thank you. Give me five. Now, yeah. in fairness, I saw a statistic one time. It was, I forget what year it was. It was Messi at Barcelona. Oh, God, when they were it's winning. Messi. He's going to bring up a He game. literally ran 20% of the average of the rest of the team. Yeah. So I, again, I'm going to defend your husband. Well played. <laughs> Paul is not messy. Well played. <laughs> so okay, I, this was a great conversation. I forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, I wanted to bring up you had your team together for quite a while, which, as we yeah. know, is anymore unusual. How long have they been together? Well, the core. I know. I know a, the core. Yeah. yeah. The core has been. Um, they were cheetahs at four years old. Oh my god. Yeah. Like and, a veta, like a veta cheetahs. Uh, like a, we or, were Skysa. 
Oh, yep. okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's St. Charles, right? Yep, St. Charles yep. Youth Saint Soccer Charles. Association. Yep. I got it. Yep. So we started at Skysa, and there's there's three from that core of six that are still with me, and then we just added. Um, I would say most of them joined me around nine and ten years old. Yeah. And then we've picked up a couple here and there throughout the years, but. Now they're 17, 18, right? Now they're 16. 16, 17. Oh, I just had my first one turn 17 today. Okay, 16, 17. Yep, so they'll be 17. That's a long time anymore to have the same group and Mm -hmm. then largely also the same parental sideline. Oh, and my parents are great. And a lot of my parents played at a high level, played in college. Mm -hmm. uh, So they kind of get it. And I have like the babies of the family, which I think is, is good. Um, because the parents, this isn't their through, first they've, rodeo. They've already right? gotten through yeah. the, uh, I think my kid's going pro. Right. They realize <laughs> that they're, you know, odds are high. Maybe no. You know, like yeah. maybe we'll stick with college. And then if it happens, it happens. But, yeah, they, they don't think we have the next Abby Wambeck That's out there. That's interesting. Well, well how, yeah. how do you manage that? <clears throat> um, just simply being GA mm-hmm. and then having the success that you've had and then adding on to it kind of acknowledging some of the pedigree of the parents and their own lived experiences. Um, how do you manage a little bit of that chemistry conversation? Because these girls are at that age where scouts, prospects, colleges, etc. that path is, is, is literally happening in real time. How do you personally manage that, not only as a parent, but as the coach for 17, 18 others? We have a lot. It's very open communication. So, I mean, I talk to my parents whenever they want to talk. We have meetings. We have, I've talked, I mean, my girls talk about it all the time. And I think just keeping that open communication, you know, like they know they can call me at any time. And we've. I, I have mean, heard that We've from talked until we're blue in the face. <laughs> and we started this process early, like a couple years ago, where I was like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is how we're going to move forward. You know, like we are like the hype team. Like I hype them up. We send things out to colleges. The coach and the parents know what I'm doing and they see that it's working and they see what's going on. But I think just keeping that communication open with them and to where they can call and talk to me. The girls call and talk to me all the time and um, and not sugarcoating anything, just kind of talking about it as it happens. Well, I'm glad. Okay, so the real quick part B to the question is the not sugarcoating. You have players on your team that probably have unrealistic expectations. Uh, yes. Often. Uh-huh. How do you handle that? That's kind of hard because you don't want to... That's kind of a fine line because I don't want to demolish their dreams, right? Because I think you should have dreams. But also, if they're not realistic, how are we going to meet that, right? So yeah. the girls and I talk about... A lot of times, like I had some girls, you know, that they their goal might have been, I want to go play at UCLA. That's fantastic. But let's look at the roster at UCLA. You know, and, okay, unless you've been on the national team, unless you've done these things, they're not looking at you. You know, so, sure, could you go to a camp there and spend hundreds of dollars flying out there, and then you're a number, you're part of the fundraiser, and if you do, if they give you a walk-on spot, it could take you three years, and you might not ever touch the field. You know, is that really the route you want to take? And then they're like... No, I don't want to take that route. Okay, well, let's, what, and so we go over their goals. Okay, what is your goal for college? Do you mind, and some of my girls, they don't, they know if they're going to a power five school, you might not really, really be an impact player till your junior year. Maybe. Right, especially if they go to a power five. If you go to power five, because all those juniors and seniors, they're just as good as you, but you, they now have experience. Right. And they're bigger than you. So, but a lot of my girls that are going there, they're like, I get it, but I know I'll get better. So as long as I think they are realistic, and they know, okay, yeah. if I go this route, this is what I should expect. Now, maybe, maybe you won't. Maybe your freshman year, you're going to rock it and you're going to, maybe, but at least they know this could happen and they're okay with that. So I think giving them like the whole picture of it and then they kind of talk themselves out of that, okay, maybe that isn't the goal that I wanted. Yeah. You know, like, because everybody grows up, oh my gosh, I know, I wanted to play in, at North Carolina. I want, but then, okay, now we need to look at, could you go there? Yeah. Sure. But do you want to sit? Are you okay doing that? Right. And I think as long as they have a clear picture of it and they know what could happen, they kind of talk themselves, then they know, okay, that's not what I want to do. And it becomes their decision. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point because a lot of 
parental frustrations, and I've had them as well, being a parent and, and not being the coach, um, when it's a fine line. And so it, I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging to coaches that I know it's really hard because I also had the same thing as, is you don't want to crush their soul, right? Because there's always development. You never know. But at the same time, I don't want to lie to you and, 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 and promise you, you can't ever promise time, right? Even right. in a game. It doesn't right. always go the way you want to. And then what, in when you get to restricted subbing, it gets even harder. Oh, it's awful. Right? And so I don't <laughs> want to promise anything, but at the same so that's a, that's a hard place to be. And I think where we get ourselves into trouble as coaches, and, and I can look back on times where it's like, I, I just didn't want to say the word. You know, I, it was hard to say the words, but where the frustrations, I feel like, mostly come from parents is when... They think because of the communication they've gotten or what they've heard from the communication they've gotten is we expect a level five and we're only at two. And and somewhere in there is just that inability to connect together and say, where is really this child at or this young person at? Well, and there's the, the other side of this is, you know, what you, the two of you have just discussed and, and addressed is really not crushing the soul or or diminishing the dream of the player of the child. Talk about crushing the soul of the parents because that's a whole other... And sometimes that's even harder. Yeah. And I mean, like, and my parents are my my family. You know, like, I've had them for... I adore my parents. And that's also hard when you know them well. It's really hard because it's now it's... And this has never been a business for me. It's never been my job. You know, like, so this is just my passion and I put my heart and soul into it. And so these parents too, like they're my friends They're Yeah. I adore them. Well, but it's also your reputation. Right. As a coach, as somebody that loves the game, you have to uh, endorse mm-hmm. or advocate for players in positions that you believe in. Right. So how and do you, you want to make sure and you can't sell a, a player that's not at that level to a coach and then they're never going to believe you anymore. Yeah, like, you're done. If I sell one of my players, if I call Anson Dorrance and I'm like, hey, I have this kid for you, and I know she's not at that level, she's not going to be successful, He's that coach would never trust me That's again. That's a great point. Yeah. So, like, you have to be careful on... You don't need to give her money because the parents are wealthy, but they don't want that. No, no, they don't want that. So, yeah, and it is, it's hard. This is, like, the hardest process because I, you know, you adore them all. You want them to all get to a place where they're going to be successful. And I think that's the way we, I talk to them about it. I want you to be successful. I want you to have these goals. I want you to have these dreams. Let's just put you in an environment where you can do this in a successful way mm-hmm. and where it's not frustrating. And I talked to you, you know, like you don't want to be frustrated and not have your kid play for four years. She doesn't get to travel. She doesn't get to do all of that. You want, and really right now it's kind of telling because the coaches that are reaching out to my girls, that's the level you're probably at. You know, like if you have mid-major schools calling you right now, that's where you're going to be most successful at. And that's awesome. Well, let's, I, I, let's I think look at those avenues. Speak to, speak to the efficiency of the recruiting process in today's world because a combination of factors, not only an organic nature like we have here in St. Louis where everybody really knows there's that. Then you take your teams to these super high-profile events, leagues, showcases, tournaments. You have that. That's where the vast majority of physical eyeballs are going to be there but then you add on uh film everything is taped so these games and even trainings in a lot of cases are all kind of networked out so do you see that the that that inbound interest becoming more efficient in today's market do you do you trust it more than you did 10 years ago 15 years ago i I trust it, but there's also like, Courtney, let's take my oldest one. She's like, mom, uh, with today's technology, I could make myself look really good <laughs> on some of these films. You know, like the highlights yeah, a are little, high. A little AI. <laughs> right. A little, She's like, a little bump. <laughs> or like, you can't even see the person. She's like, I could put my a circle around anyone and say it was me. You know, so part Jeez, of it, I didn't even think about part that. of it I trust, but then part of it I'm like, right. and like these highlight videos, Everyone can look good in a highlight video, you know, like, and what I really like about it now is like just building relationships with these coaches, finding out who they are as people. And, um, cause like, these are my babies. I want to make sure they're going to good people 
too at the end of the day. So finding out how these coaches are as people, building relationships with them, and then they come out to my practices. They come out and then I can be, you know, they can have real conversations with me. I don't feel like I'm, they're giving me a sales pitch. Yeah. Like they can just be real with me. And then I can go back and talk to the girls and be real with them. So I think just being authentic with them and, you know, but, and when they're on the sidelines, now the girls know, okay, you know what, Lindsay's already talked to them. Lindsay likes, you know, she knows them. And so it makes them feel more comfortable when they do come to the showcases, when they come to our practices. And right. it's not as nerve wracking. But some of it is so hyped up. Like, I look at some of these, I'm like, you look like the next Mia Hamm in that video. You know, know, it's funny that you say that because it was actually one of your players um, who told me at one point in time, we were just kind of talking, and she said, you know, anybody can look good on a highlight video. I think we should have to make low light videos. And then (laughs) so coaches can see how we deal with when we're not good. And I was like, all out of the mouths of babes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we we, we experienced that a little bit over in the world that we're in because uh, the request is always from a potential coach, scout, etc. Yeah, great, send us your highlight clip. But we need at least two or three full mm-hmm. game videos. Right. Like, they're not right. stupid. They're, right. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, if they watch the highlight video and they really, really like what they see, well, then they're going to invest their time in the full game, and then they're going to invest the time to come to your field at a showcase. Yes. That's the process. Mm-hmm. And do, can, just for, for, we do have uh, kids that will listen to this with them when their parents make them when they're driving to soccer and they turn it Earmuffs. on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for their edification, kiddos, they're looking for more than just your touches, right? Absolutely. They're looking for so, I mean, that's important. Important. You got to be able to play, but beyond that, what are do you get asked about certain characteristics? Or well, and even yet? when I'm talking, coaches call me and they're like, "What are their parents like? You know, like oh. how are the parents on the sidelines? Are they high maintenance? Are they, you know, are they yelling?" And I, I mean, I have a good set of parents, so I don't. I can be honest. Your about parents' sidelines fun. I've been on it. Yeah, I, half the time my girls get upset because they don't even cheer for them anymore because they're not paying attention. Because they're, they, yeah, they're talking. Well, look, that's an elevated group of parents. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect that they're a lot. Like, yeah, Yay, you probably did something good. Yeah. Good on for you. The girls look over there and they're like, "You can clap now." They're like, okay. "We scored." Yeah, we scored. It was us. Yeah, thanks. It was great. <laughs> clap. But yeah, they ask me about how our parents are. They look at you. Um, at halftime and see how they Aww. respond to the coaches. They look at you after the game. On and the see bench too, I bet. On the bench. And like, say you're a starter and you're on the bench, how do you respond to that? Are you pouting? Are you not a great teammate? You know, and they'll even ask players on the teams like, hey, if you were to play with someone on your team, who would you want to go to college with you? Who would you not want to go to college with you? So kind of seeing oh. like... That, that, I've heard that somewhere else before. I don't remember who said it, but somebody, and I thought that's really interesting, like mm-hmm. to kind of name, like, oh, Katie Shield said it, Jamie. I'm yep. pretty sure that she's like, she's asked the question or she has been asked the question of who would you bring along with you? Right. Who, who would you It's the deserted island question. Bring along yeah. with yeah. you. That's interesting. Yeah. It really and really it's telling that, you know, so they look at, so, and then like, how are their grades? You know, how are they, how is their time management? Right. And, um, what are our extracurricular activities? Mm-hmm. You know, like, do we get involved in community service? Yeah, speaking of oh, wow. extracurricular, kind of in the, in the digital r- realm, how do, you, how do you personally, as the coach and as a mother, uh, how do you handle kind of this influx in, in, the, in the volume of TikTok, Reels, Insta? Because these, these kids are the, 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 the overlapping circles of their personal life, of their sport, of their nonsense and other is all front and center. Is it an, do you find it an issue? Do you handle it? Is it not an issue? You know, kind of what's your take we, on the social media side? We've talked about it a lot. Just because we know of people too that have lost scholarships because of things on social right. media. I know, I don't think they believe that, but it's true. No, oh, mine believe it because okay. they've, Firsthand, like seeing it happen but to young people. Ones, well, it matters, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they see they see the uh, rescinded mm-hmm. versions, but what they don't see are the voluminous amounts of scholarships that were not issued because of it right. oh, out wow. of the gate. Yep. And I mean, we've talked about it multiple times about how, like, and even on our team accounts, there's nothing but positive things that come. I don't even post our scores because I don't want that to be portrayed as like, oh, they're bragging or they're like, so everything that we post on there is very positive. 
we don't do anything controversial That's a great on there. Point of view that you say that because I will tell you when I did the mindset training and I they tagged the teams. I can't tag your team. Yeah. Um, and it's I'm like I hope she sees it. You know, and if she can share it if she wants to. But you have very good like solid control of how not just each player but my team my culture because as coaches i'm thinking looking in and you also want the girls the the, the players to probably mimic that right. and have this this is how we are it right. reminds me very much of the way katie shields kind of like runs her team in that way and it's not there's nothing fake and phony about it that is what we are so yeah. i don't want it to be portrayed as something else right you know and um I don't want the girls to be portrayed as something that they're not because they are very positive and they do love each other. And, yeah. you know, and there's not, I don't have the negativity on there. So we've talked about how only positive things on your social media, only uplifting things, be an advocate for yourself, but don't put someone down in the process of it. Don't put other teams down. You know, I, I'm so glad you brought this up because unless they're from Kansas, <laughs> <laughs> no, because we like Kansas and Kansas state soccer. Do we, we, Yes, because my girls would like to go to school there. Come on, oh, Jamie. I'm, Come on. <laughs> I will exit stage left. <laughs> but one of the things that when we were doing this, so so we went through for people listening, uh, Lou Fuse G, GA did all their teams and mindset training. It was it was a great challenge and awesome and fun, um, and we did a couple of different ways of pairing the groups. And the second session. Uh, it was Bree's idea uh, to pair the group. Well, there was an, a team that struggling a little bit with its bonding, with its melding together on and off the field. And she said, put them with the 07s. Put it, and the 08s, I think, have a great culture too. But your team is known to have a really good bond. You do team bonding. It's, it's more than just doing events, right? Like anybody can go to mm -hmm. escape room. Right. How do you get your team so close? And I'm not saying that they don't ever argue. They don't ever have no, conflict, does. of course. Yeah. But they are notoriously known for having an outside the club too. Even before you came to Lou Fuse, I knew of your team as having a very strong bond. How did you do that? <laughs> I think it is very, um, I mean, I truly with all my heart love them, adore them. And you can't fake that. With the, and so I have put my heart and soul into them of making them my first priority, you know, and like, so we do, we, we go on excursions together. We go on canoe trips, we go on and like, we'll just go to dinner or just go to lunch and talk about things that aren't soccer related. Cause I want them to know each other as people first. Cause at the end, some of my parents are like, you know, you're raising bridesmaids, you know, like at the end of the day, I want them and they're all not going to be best friends, you know, and they have, they're closer to some than others. But sure. at the end of the day, they're going to fight for each other. And they've done that multiple years in a row. They so gritted out that national yeah. final. And it's not always pretty. And we're not always the most technical team out there, but we're going to, I mean, like that Cincinnati team we played, they, they were very, very good. And any day, I mean, we go back and forth with them. But they weren't North County good. They weren't, and we call that a little ghetto good, too. Yeah. Ghetto good. And yeah. I've seen your team actually respond. Like, you can almost feel it's a groundswell. Yeah. Like, if, if somebody's having a hard time or the, the opposing team is giving a hard time. Oh, we dish it back uh, out. It, but it's it's not just one. It's your. It's like I can, it was almost like a blessing that it happened. Mm -hmm. It it kind of gird your team together, and it's like, oh, you guys are, your opponent's so screwed now because yeah, your team is like, not today, yeah. not today. And they They're do, really they, bonded. they get that. And I don't even have to say anything to them. Oh, like no. They, they, and I'm <laughs> they like, say it on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, we, you need to say sorry <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Maybe help her up. But isn't that really hard? To, so we, we were chatting with this a little bit, you and I, before we got on the mic, um, with so many clubs now. Um, and I get, I, I understand the model and, and I, it, it, you have coaches that sometimes will have four, five teams. Mm -hmm. You're like, I only want one, two max. And if I have two, I want them close in age. So I, you know, that is hard to get to know your players. I ran, they were the same age. I ran two teams and even at one point, and it was, it was tough for me just to make sure I, was I, was I tracking with everybody? Was I giving, you know, was it just, was I just paying attention to the loud ones? Was I paying attention to, to, to everybody and really making sure I understood them as a human and as a player? And that was hard to do. The more people you had, that club model of sometimes having, you can you can have good things come out of it because this the way of coaching will be the same across four or five teams, but you really do have a cost of not knowing the people. Yeah, and I think that's the hard part. And that's where I'm, 
it's really beneficial for me that I do just have this crew. Yeah. Because I know the ins and outs of them. You know, like, they can call me if they're having a hard time. They it's going to be harder to do that if you have, like, 50 players. <laughs> that is. It's hard. It is, I feel like then it gets a little watered down for me. Like, some people might be able to handle that. I just know that I don't know that I could do that many and really do it the way that I want to do it. I want to take them on team bonding. I want to take them and do these things. And now they're You want to the know age, when they're ha- like. This, when they're having this, she's a hard not having time. a good day. Yeah. It, this one's not on. This is on. This Why? one's boyfriend just went back to college. Seriously. You know, like, and that affects them. Yeah, it you does. Know, like, and then we can even, I can call the captains and be like, hey, listen, so-and-so's friend just passed away. We need to do something. You wow. know, and yeah. then they corral together and, and help each other out now. And now that they're driving, I'd be like, hey, you know, we haven't had team bonding in a while. And they're like, hey, okay, how about we have lunch after the scrimmage? So they're at the age now where it's a little easier because they're helping me yeah. plan these things. So, so let's talk a little bit about, um, well, let me back up and kind of frame it a little bit. You, your, your path, you, you played at the highest level, JB Marine National Championships. You went on to play Division One soccer at Iowa State. You've experienced a lot at the top. Um, now you fast forward to today's environment and the opportunities for these women uh, for, you know, for, for all players, but for women in particular, they just keep mushrooming, right? They're, they're all over the place. But you said something earlier about your own personal experience in that with your son in particular, there was a point where he really needed a, a, a male coach. The women's side. You are seeing the landscape, and we talk about this often on the show. Um, you know, Jen specifically is like, look, there is a gap. There is a shortage. Are you saying I'm complaining? Uh, no, I'm saying you're pointing out <laughs> the statistics. What is your just kind of 10,000 foot view of today's landscape for these uh, highly performing, really any, any woman soccer player and the lack of female coaches, not only at the club level, uh, but, you know, higher at the collegiate level and beyond? Oh, I, I mean, there's not enough of us. We, I think just as, like I said, for Ty's team, it needed a guy role model. needed to see how I can't tackle like a guy knows how to tackle. I know that. So I need that. But a guy can't tackle like a girl knows how. What, so I think. Let, let me interrupt because it, it, the reason I brought this question up was kind of I was framing it off of what you were just talking about and the approach that you've been taking on culture. And, and connectivity and the role that empathy plays out of you and you project it to your girl because you care about them all. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that male coaches don't care because they do, but it's not like that. Right. It's so, different. Yeah. How? So the, the lack of female coaches at these levels with what you're describing is a specific, uh, specific need that a lot of young women need. How, how would you approach that? How would you encourage? What's what's the path to more to get more people out? Female there? coaches doing what you do. I, I think that's it's really hard. Um, I think it's I mean, I have thick skin. If I didn't have thick skin, I don't know that. I would still, <laughs> well, that's that no, no, no coping. <laughs> yeah, right. Because um, I mean, even there's so many that don't even think I'm the head coach. They think I'm a player <laughs> half the time. Or, boom, boom. Yeah. Or they go to my assistant coaches who are guys. What? No. And so it's hard to like. <laughs> You're making her skin <laughs> fall. Oh my God. But I get that all the drink. time. Excuse me. And my assistants are like, no, it's her. You know, like Lindsay, this is Lindsay's. And, um, but I think it's, it's hard for women to get involved and to want to do that. One, it takes a lot of time and a lot of them have kids of their own. They have, they're often the default parent. Yep. They're running around. Um, you do get belittled. I would say often I've gotten belittled often of, uh, you're just a mom. I've heard that before from male coaches. Um, and you know, like different things like that to where if you don't, I'm passionate about soccer and about my girls, but if you don't have that true love and passion for both, I don't think you keep doing it. Like, because it's, defeating every time you hear that over and over again um that you're not good enough and I had to from North County I was like I actually I am I'm fine you know like but come play at Jamestown yeah. come play at Delwood right. and tell me if I'm any good right but if you don't have that then it is it's hard to keep hearing that and I think I was always taught too. my dad always told me if people aren't talking about you you're probably not doing something right mm-hmm. you know like oh yeah so so it's okay and um but you have to be kind of okay with that 
to where everybody's not going to be your friend and that's okay. Yep. But I've made lots of great friends in this process. I've also met people that really don't care anything about me or our team. And you have to kind of be okay with that. But I think women overall are a lot of people pleasers and they yep. want to make people happy. And that, and in this profession, you can't. And so it's, it's hard. I don't know how to get more. We need more involved. And um, I think we, well, I, you have a great point. I think you have to create environments that are, are welcoming and you have to also mentor. I think mentors are fantastic when, when Bree talks about being mentored by other female coaches. Um, uh, Katie Shields herself was mentored immediately by Irvine coach. Um, and yeah, and having, and having that kind of to be like, yep, this is how we do it. This is how you run that. By the way, you can't be, can't be their friend all the time or however that looks. Um, I actually, as I was blowing up JB's email, booking guests for the next two months, (laughs) Um, I was looking around because I was like, you know, I want to make sure I have diversity in this show, right? From parents to coaches to players to we we got a hockey mom coming on. You know, I want this diversity. And I was like, okay, I need to get some more women coaches in. So I'm looking around the big clubs in St. Louis. I'm like, damn it. There's like uh, men, 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 men. Okay, girls, men, 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 administrative roles, women, right? Tickets, uh, tournaments, events. I'm like, damn it, we're there. We're just in a lot of many back, like two steps out. Right. And it's like, get them in there, get more in there. I, we just don't, from, from when, by the way, when they're hungry and they're young and they're connectable in age, like who better than a college player? Oh, to, to absolutely. Come? They're the coolest people in the world right. to, the, to the kids. And I would also like to say, and then I'll shut up, is... I, do, I believe both boys and like we've had girls. We girls have been coached by men. Most we are fine. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, I think boys also get a lot of benefit by being coached by women. Mm-hmm. I would I, not that I did it right all the time, but I I fully believe that that one little team I coached in Colorado and then the couple of teams here in St. Louis that were all boys teams uh, learned a little something and got something oh, that they didn't get from their male coaches. Oh, it's I just feel, different. I feel that too with when I coached when my son's team. Yes, and the men on that I had coached with needed me to coach for my coaching license too. So they, they saw Bam. a benefit to that. Which is too. what, by the way, can I ask? Well, I, I only have my C. I don't know that. Okay. That's still, I don't okay. know that I want to go get my beer. Right? Right. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's an awful but lot of boom. work going on right That's there. right. Because right. of but your, they right. needed that. That's right. And, um, and even getting that, like getting those things, it's hard being a woman and having kids. And like, I was a teacher for a long time too. So like oh, trying wow. to manage that and coaching and going getting your license is like a full-time job yeah harper grew up a soccer baby right Mm -hmm. on the sidelines um at practices you know some of our drills were i just let her run around i'm like do your ball skills and don't hit her or you were running and she you know she's she's a little feral child like i felt bad and then i'd bring her home it's freaking nine o'clock at night and george is traveling and you know four kids are blowing up because they're hungry they stink i don't know who has homework and she's two and is way past her bedtime, right? And that's Hot a mess. hard thing to do. Well, it's like when mine were little, I owned St. Louis soccer camps. I had a soccer camp company. Oh my gosh. And they literally were on the field. They were doing the drills. <laughs> and if I went and did a coaching conference, um, my kids actually were the ones who demonstrated how to do the drills. And, uh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, mine grew up on this. You're on like, the look field at my too. four-year-old. Yeah. See how he form. does TikToks? You see? You do TikToks <laughs> like that. <laughs> yes. So, I love that. So let's move into the the, the topic du jour. Oh, I knew it. I, I saw it, you it lean back in your chair and went, are we going to bother her with this one? Oh, I absolutely am going to bother her with I this one. I love being bothered to her comes. Um, high school club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like, yes. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. an asshole. I knew that. No, Thank you. <laughs> no, actually. Okay, you know why I think my team is as good as they are? Not just because they love each other. And I'm not going to take away that they aren't great soccer. They are great soccer players. But there's lots of great soccer players out there. Well, there's just so much more yeah. now. Yeah. So not only are they great soccer players, they also love each other, and they also play multiple sports, and they play high school soccer. And somebody told me last year, they're like, no way does your team do well last summer when they all played high school soccer, and we won a national championship, and they all played high school soccer. So, so when did you guys, real quick, when did you get back from, like, together from high school season? May? June. June freaking June? June? Yeah, so, because uh, oh wow. some of mine 
like baldest. I mean, she made it to the state championship. You know, right, again, so she went Anna Rosenberg was at Nerex, so she went to national, right. went to the state championship. So yeah, some of them, I'm like, can you lose already? <laughs> And like the they game. kept, they kept winning, and so yeah, some of them like well, now we get started as soon as the first person starts losing. So then, even if there's five of us out there, we get started, and um, but I think there's a benefit to now. Don't get me wrong, like basketball that we call it the B word in my team. Um, <laughs> I love that they play basketball. I just want my stuff to trump their stuff. And um, like, so yeah. I want them to be involved in this stuff. I do just want to trump after it. My right. stuff. I just want to trump it. But they do. So you're miss saying it. chess club. Yes. Right after school. Yeah, Harry right. Potter club. I hear yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But there is something about basketball where uh, they are the same concepts as soccer, like yeah. the same movements, the same. You're using different muscles. And um, but I do think like even when they're playing high school soccer, I do think they become leaders on their team because when they're on my team, they're all really good. Yeah. When they get to their high school team, they're like the stud. Right. So there is some leadership that and some of mine that are quiet, they take on more leadership skills in high school. Um, I just pray that they don't get injured because there's a lot of games that go on. And I feel in like a very condensed in a very period. small period of time. But they do have fun. I feel like, and the bad parts that they don't like about high school, they appreciate me a little more. And, <laughs> You're um, like, welcome back. Yeah. And then when they come back, they miss each other. And yes. They I saw that so with Marin's hyped. team. Yeah, they're I couldn't so get the damn excited. training started on time because they were freaking talking. Yes. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to give them 20 minutes to right. come back together. Well, and I always give mine. That's mine have point. to come a little early to talk. <laughs> and like, I give you 20 minutes to talk and stretch. And they're not really stretching because we're real bad at that. Bobby, our, he knows. Bobby does yeah, not Bobby like knows we're just not it's good like at the it. It's like the 07s. We're not flexible. But um, we're working on that. But they like talking. And they get in a circle. And they give their highs and lows. And But after high school, there's some, now, do I want them to myself? Absolutely. I would love them all to myself. Now, have I... I've argued with Misha for a while, too, and uh, the governor. We went to see the governor. You did? Oh, the governor gave us, like, the key to the state after we won national. Oh, right. I remember that. So the girls did bring it up with the governor. We're like. Thank you. But nothing happened because Misha doesn't change their rules. But I talked to him. I tried being really nice. And I was like, why can't we? North North County nice? No, I was like St. Louis nice. (laughs) Yeah. Not Norco nice. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know how to get a Norco nice across. That just doesn't work out very well. Oh, my God. But so I was talking, we were talking, and because really in the GA, Missouri is the only state affected because Michigan, they're another state affected, but they don't allow their kids to play high school. I've heard that from one of their parents. Yeah, so it's only us. And I've even asked him, I'm like, can we just have a weekend or like to go be able to do a showcase or to, because it's very beneficial for them to go do those things. And And to just play together. And No. The answer is no. No, there's and no rhyme hurt, or reason. And we're hurt by the the season that I yeah, learned that it's awful. I, when we first started this podcast, I just I had the crazy idea in my head that every all every girls soccer team in the country played in spring. No, no one nope. does. No one. Does. No one. Like it's very mm-hmm. few left, and right. so that you know, imagine playing in the fall. And then having the winter and the oh, ramp yeah. up to the spring and into your summer, you probably don't miss a beat. No. Uh, really. But then you're coming out. Like you say, somebody didn't get done till June. June. And you're going to the regionals were when? Like two weeks later? We had two weeks. New Jersey, right? Yeah, we had two weeks to get ready. Well, in a lot of these uh, other regions, they do not have the historical relationship with high school soccer that we have. Right. Uh, they are quickly just... They're moving well past it. Do you envision a point where the GA in Missouri, obviously with the pedigree that we have in players, do you think there's going to become a, you know, a game of chicken between the high school option and true year-round club-wise? I don't know how that happens in St. Louis. I think St. Louis, they're so diehard. We I know move, my team. Let's move football. Right. So then we find we could, girls and the boys can play in the fall. Football can play some other time. Right. <laughs> and then we have yeah. access to all the trainings. Uh, and I'm pretty fine. sure that won't happen. It's but. fine. <laughs> it would work about, out great. How about boys and girls swap? Boys soccer and girls soccer swaps. That's hey. never going to happen either. Yeah. 
Thank you uh-huh. very I've, I've asked about much. that, too. Don't even get me started. And, you know, Misha does have a you, real, you, like, you, boys can do both but, but, for a little bit. Okay, so devil's what? advocate here. Wait, you, whoa, whoa, you, whoa, real you, quick. You don't what? want... But the boys can do both for a little bit? Yeah, there's the, before... They have, like, a couple weeks Sorry, JB. to where they could do both. So, like, that would benefit us because That's our... That's bullshit. Oh, don't worry, That's sister. I, oh, I've brought it up multiple times. Yeah. So, you... The, the boys... High school soccer would absolutely love to switch to the spring, and I oh. would highly recommend that the girls not do it. And the reason oh. is the collegiate coaches and their staffs are working in the fall. Well, so shit. those coming to a game, checking it out, they're not mobile. So the fall season with the overlap is, it, I mean, it's, it's good and bad for different reasons. But the rest of the, most of the, is, is everybody else playing in the winter? The southern states probably play well, in the winter. The southern, well, 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 let me, southern let, states do play in the winter. Yeah, let me back up and qualify this, though. If we're saying that high school is an elevated value in so much that it also is going to participate in the college pathway process, well, then you do not want your high school season at the same time as the college programs because those coaches are just, you, you're, you want them there. Well, they're not going to be there because yeah. they've got their season going on. So that's, it's all like... Well, because now all like of the coaches that want to... The shaking hands of the entities. Can we, can high school and clubs shake hands they to have the best... They won't shake hands, but they no. won't shake hands. Because I've tried shaking hands. There's no shaking hands. <laughs> Fist bump? No. I was on. like, can I bring you to lunch? No. Can we do the, the COVID wave? Yeah. Come on. Something. A little, I said, can we do a little give and take? Because he told me, he's like, this is our season. You have the rest of the year. I was like, no, I share though. I share with with lacrosse, field hockey, cross country, tennis, right. like I'm, I'm sharing basketball. Like I just need you to things. share for a couple of days. Not just even like, come on, give me a little bit. I, I hadn't really thought about it well, from that perspective. The, the high schools in particular, and, and I'm not bashing on high schools. Everybody knows my position on this. It, they were the only game in the universe for a long, long time. And so many and of the people select, that- select, cause it wasn't club didn't play at the same time. Correct. Right? It was all fight. So so they lived in a, a, a monopolistic environment. Well, it's not that way anymore. Right. And, and they I, won't change. They they don't like it. And, and they they hear these they look, they're listening to these episodes. I guarantee one of them in particular is already texting me right now You're in, in so the future much trouble. 3 weeks from now. So. <laughs> no, be, because it's like, well, you know, listen to Katie Shields and listen to all these people that say the value that high school provides these girls Agreed. and boys. For sure. Okay, great, but the forecast still reads no colleges are coming out to the high school games. Nope. No, it's not like I mean my girls are getting re- recruited at the showcases and we miss a huge showcase. But can um, we just agree like couldn't we we I'm not in in any of the wees by the way, but couldn't we just agree on that like let's let them have their high school and not let's not have it to have a, a little button on our vest that says uh, college recruiters are here. Who who cares? They got to play with their high school. They get back in time to, to come together to get to showcases. Can we just do that? And that's what, what other states do. Illinois will do it. Like, really? my girls from Illinois, all they have to do is ask their coach and the coach can sign off on it. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, if if the coaches will. Yeah, and uh, my, co- oh. my girls who go over there, who are there, their coaches will sign off on it. Okay, this just seems like it's really not that hard of a... Uh, I actually got told, though, maybe you should move to Illinois. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone's from Granite. <laughs> there you go. Well, I probably know all those high school coaches that you were talking about over in Illinois, too. Well, Boss they're all from is Granite City. She's, uh, they just won the state over there. So her Jamie coach, Bridges, Skip Birdsong. It's great because guys. he'll, he'll but sign they, off. But it, why, so why are they okay with it, but the other parts are not? What do they see? Legacy. They, it's it's their ego. It's all their legacy. Yeah, there's programs. no there's no good answer to it. Mm. It's just this is what we've done, and uh, it's what's best for the athletes. That's what I was told because there would be too much wear and tear. And or this was a good one. Um, <laughs> you can't do it because swimming can do it or like individual. They call it individual sports. But um, I was like, no, but that's a team sport too. But you can still swim. I was told if one or two people are missing. But you can't play a game if one or two are missing. I was like, yes, you can. Like, what? The rosters are big, and there's yeah. JV teams. You can move people up or down. Yeah. And, so, but that so, the so let me throw this past you because literally Dang. popped into my Twitter inbox today from a source who shall not be named. Uh, there's a issue going on between Misha, uh, the clubs, and the high schools over the beginning of preseason because I guess there's a showcase 
here in, I don't know, a couple of weeks, um, in which the date that it falls on, it's a local club showcase. We have a guest coming on that's going to talk just about that. Yeah. And 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 it's crazy. And it's two, I guess it's two days. Like it it falls. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday. So, yes. Something like that. It's crazy. And she brought me through it on the phone last night. I was like, what? I can't even follow this. And she's like, your whole team is just, dis- you know, you can't have no. this. You can't. Right. So your like, whole team's screwed. Which actually, we have a great coach. My kids go to Timberland. And she's, our coach is fabulous. And she wants to help. She can't. And she even called me. She's like, hey, is your, is your, are your girls in this showcase? Because I can move it back. She would have to move all of tryouts back yes. a couple of days. Right. Because on day one, you have to be at tryouts. So, yeah. So let me. That's right. So I'll, I'll read the one statement. It was a, there's a club event February 26th, 27th. Uh, if a kid plays in it, they are ineligible for an entire high school season unless the high school pushes tryouts back two days. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's what Sean was talking about. And she's going to come on and talk about how crazy um, that is to... But what if you're sick? You then it's okay. And you have to have a certain number of practice. I think you yeah, have you to have, have four practices four, or fourteen practices. We have we forgotten the the kids. Mm-hmm. We've right. forgotten the kids. Quit being babies. Go to three days. Right. <laughs> Get there at six okay, in the I morning. Got, it's I fine. I just broke out in a sweat because <laughs> I remember three days. Good God. <laughs> I believe we are all of the generation that three days was standard. No. At, at Duchenne, we did not have three days. We did. It went for two years. Oh, I was in high school. I was in high school. Oh, in high high school? school? Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, Granite City we did. Really? For high school? For high school? Absolutely. Duchenne, we we didn't do that. No. 8 a.m., you're at the track. You do the six-minute mile till you get it. And there's always something. Then there was a noon. Then there was a five. Oh, yeah, no. I didn't see that until high school. State titles. Well, see, well then, maybe maybe everybody needs to go back to three a day. Although, I will say, a lot of us were injured a lot. Because I asked this. Kelly Roderick is the coach over at the city who does all the stuff. And I told her about three a day. She's like... How, how many times a day did you? Well, I'll, we did I'll that use, at Iowa State. I'll use one of your favorite words. You know, over there, we were all fairly feral. So the three days <laughs> the Ruth Harker was part, part of the process to break us. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I find uh, get it. Get rid of the chaff, right? Or whatever that's called. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, now in, in fairness to us, even at that time, soccer was so embedded in the culture. Yeah. We were playing at the park all summer long, shirt skins. I mean, Preseason was all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but I, I, getting back to what we were talking about, I just am really curious as to your take as let, let's let's give you a hypothetical position. You are the new commissioner of teen soccer, which oversees high school and club. Go, Lindsay. That would be so fun. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of necessary yeah. at this point. It, so how do you approach the reality of the true one percenters? And that number is really expanding to two and three percent because of the collegiate expectations. How, how do you how do you balance between the two? Because the clubs are getting more and more powerful. Mm-hmm. They're getting more and more efficient. The quality of the staff are it's increasing sure. across the board. Right. High school has its place. And it is good. It is fun. It is it, it is a cultural phenomenon as well. How do you approach that? How would you approach that? Well, I think it's kind of like like when I was in teaching. Like if you have IEPs, right? Like each individual kid is different, so you have to do what's best for your kid. And I think it's okay giving the parents kind of control on saying, okay, this is where my kid has to go. This is what my kid has to do, and because it can't be a one size fits all. And right now we're trying for the one size fits all. And yeah. what about those, that one, two percent that I'm coaching right now, you know, that needs more, but still wants the experience. Like, I, I feel like in this world, we can give both. You can do that and you can let them play for them school, their school and you can still let them play at a high level to where they're improving and they're getting looked at and they're getting like other states do it throughout the country. Like everyone else does it, but yeah. us and, um, so I think I would bring it back to this is what's best for the kids and that kiddo, you know, and like for their families, because some of these families can't afford to send them to all these ID camps and all, but they could go to a showcase and get looked at by 80, 90 coaches in one city. I hadn't thought about it that know. way. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the college scouting process is really for, for the vast majority of players. It, it has to be family driven through the camps, through 
um, scouting services or video or I mean clubs are clubs are pretty good at it especially the clubs around here we are spoiled we are an anomaly on both sides not only the club side with the, the, the pedigree that we have but our high school programs are really freaking good too so it's a unique problem that at the end of the day the both parties get over yourself right because at the end of the day it's about these kids yeah and these universities that really don't give a shit about your high school pedigree no or your your club politics they right. don't care no, no. so and, and it sucks to to take a 14 year old even or 15 15 16 year old and 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 make them they make them either look over at their high school coach and say no or their club coach and right. say other you don't want and them then to have to they're pick. the ones as a parent I'm not the one dealing with that it would be my kid that's dealing with that and that's bullshit right no but I know that's how I'm going to end this show that's yeah. bullshit <laughs> hey we put explicit rating on this on purpose this is not for carpool well sometimes it's for carpool so, you know it's fine I mean, I know most of the people that do listen to this. My seven-year-old's like, kids I've already are heard all the words. They're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, their parents are pirates. Yeah. <laughs> we are not the problem. Uh, thank Lindsay, you for joining thank us. You no, so thanks. Much. That was fun. This is uh, time to roll. We're going to roll out with some more of that old uh, beauty salon vinyl. <laughs> I love it. A little Beach Boys Get your frost time. on. Uh, thank you for joining thank as well. Thank you. Uh, Mellow Mushroom, thanks for hosting. And, and for, for the those pizza of you, coming. Yeah, thank you. Uh, like, share, review, follow, all that, all that fun stuff. And uh, we will catch you next week. Take care.